Hey there. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Deliberate Zoomer, hosted by myself, Silas Maynard, and my good friend, Michael Simonton. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Who? Bam, we're live. It's been a while. We're back on the grind. We slacked off sl- slightly. No, nah, we didn't really slack off. We just had other things going on. How's it going today, Mike? It's going fantastic, Silas. How about yourself, man? Pretty pretty good, pretty good. Back in New York. Um, glad to be back. And I'm also glad to be shooting this, these, uh, this series about Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. So uh, to, to introduce kind of everybody to this next segment of our podcast, we're, we're going to be talking through the 12 Rules for that Jordan Peterson has presented his first 12 rules. Now he's just recently come out with um, another book more. I think it's 12 more rules. Is, is that what the title is? Beyond order. Very creative with those titles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's, I'm excited to read that one. I have not read it yet. Uh, so we're a little bit behind, you know, the release of this current book, but I still think it's, it's very relevant because it's timeless, timeless advice. So a bit about why we chose <clears throat> to do to do, to do this from Jordan Peterson is so if you're not familiar with Jordan Peterson, he is a clinical psychologist uh, and a, and a professor at the University of Toronto, and he just has these these teachings and this philosophy that I think is really timely for for our generation because what he's doing is drawing out his conclusions from all the things he understands about human psychology, and then. Put it, helping us to create j- per- rules that we can use in our daily life, similar to the way that we had created um, our episodes initially about like, what can you do to succeed in your 20s? So I think it's quite timely. Um, there is a bit of controversy around him. Some some people f- misunderstand what he's discussing, I think. I've, I've never seen anybody disagree with him and think that he's a crazy person when they truly understood his, his ideas. Um, there are a lot of people who, who, you know, politically speaking on the left have disagreed with him. But I, I think that they're just quite missing the point of what he's what he's trying to to get across. Um, I guess one, why don't you maybe in, lay out your initial thoughts, Mike, as well on, on Jordan Peterson and why we're choosing this book? Yeah, no. So I'm not going to piggyback off that last statement there. You know, when he's mentioned the left thinking his ideas aren't the, the best or something like that. Uh, it's <clears throat> ironic to me because... Uh, when you listen to him speak, he's very classically liberal, um, classically liberal, not not like liberal minded, but like the classic as in, you know, freedom um, of the ex- expression of thought and all of all these things where, you know, they're you're not being const- construct, um, confined or conserved to help this one single mindset. And so it's just really funny because he'll get into these debates with with individuals ab- about the stuff and and they're. I mean, he, he gets labeled from people on, if you're going to take it politically, like people on the right will say he's the left, people on the left say he's right. He's just one of those characters that's in the middle. And so everything he says is very applicable. And I've been a fan of Jordan Peterson for some time, but primarily because what he teaches, like you said, is very timeless. These are great lessons that you can use and that will help you get your life in order. Um, and 12 Rules for Life is exactly that. And that's why it's, I think, one of the great books we could talk about here because uh, to the point, you know, deliberate zoomer, how do we live our lives deliberately to set ourselves up for success? How do we live our twenties deliberately? And so, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's, if you haven't read the book yet, I'd highly suggest anyone, anyone read it. It's on audible. If you want to hear him read it, which is also great too. Um, 
it is a, a little lengthy and he's very wordy with it. I think when he speaks about writing the book, he mentions how he spent a lot of time, a long time writing the book. And that's because he took the time to go through and he would rewrite sentences of maybe like 20 times just to get it perfect. He did that with the whole entire book. Uh, so everything's in there for a reason. And it's all very like, well, it's very heavy. There's a ton of information and it's very powerful. So I'd suggest anyone to read it. Um, this short synopsis that we're going to be doing of these 12 chapters might be, might be enough for you, but uh, regardless if it is or isn't, you can never have enough knowledge. So it's a great book and I'm excited to be diving in. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's 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 definitely worth reading as far as being uh, pretty lengthy. I, I would agree to some extent, but I also think that uh, I haven't read his first book, Maps and Meanings, but I've heard that that one was much more, much more of a deep dive, but uh, still very good book and great to listen to. So let's go into the first thing. Again, we'll just focus on this episode with the first, the first rule, uh, stand up straight with your shoulders back. So this one, uh, again, initially in the book, he dives into kind of a basic, I guess you could say the, the animal kingdom type of like how, how different animals interact. This is where all the memes from uh, about his lobster, his obsession with lobsters comes from. But um, it's, it's really, it's, I feel like it's a really good opening as far as how to live your life. And my understanding of this is a lot, probably a lot more limited to what Mike can speak to, but I'll just go through my initial thoughts here and then let Mike take it. Um, Just in general, you know, the idea of this rule is to have good posture essentially. Right. And he goes into the scientific reasons for this in his book at, at pretty good length. And some people, some people disagree with some of his claims, but in general, I think it's pretty sound, sound stuff. Um, but the whole point is when you, when you carry yourself in a certain way, you're going to naturally have a different type of um, psychological response. You're going to be mentally in a different place. And I think that that's extremely powerful um, for individuals, especially for people who maybe aren't confident in what they do in their life, right? To, to be able to develop that habit of standing up straight, keeping your back straight, put pulling your shoulders back and just being at a good posture. It makes you feel better. It makes you more confident. And there's a lot of other um, side effects too, essentially positive side effects. I always, I always, when I think about this rule, I really think about all of the times that I developed a habit of really liking to wear nice suits and like, things that you feel good in. And I've just noticed over the years that when I'm wearing a suit and a tie even, like doesn't have to be a tie, but just nice clothes, you you carry yourself a certain way and people will respond to you differently too. So it's some of these small things I think that we can do in our daily life to really try our best to just get to that next level, right? Especially if we're really struggling, we need every little inch that we can in order to get to those next levels and to continue to succeed. So those are, those are kind of my initial thoughts and why I think it's a really great rule and it's good to implement. So I'll turn it over to you, Mike. Absolutely. So very valid points there. And you know, he does dive into a bit and like everyone in science, um, (laughs) science, um, most things are disputed in science, even like, you know, they say what the theory of evolution, every most people accept that as like the reality now, uh, it's still a theory. That's why it's called the theory. Um, and there's so many things in, in science that are like that. And I'm not discounting science. I, I know it's fantastic, but it's just one of those things where um, we're all presented with the, pretty much the same data. Uh, all They all are, and they're drawing different interpretations off of it. And some of those, you know, 
And anyways, point being, everything's going to be disputed, but what he says is very stands true. And to dive into the book a little bit from chapter one, I think he begins the chapter by diving into the lobster and like you said, the very primal um, architecture of the society for like very simple creatures. Uh, So with the lobsters, like this is where all those memes came from, but he gets into how lobsters interact and how they form a hierarchy um, and how the effect of the chemicals of um, cortisol, serotonin, and some of the others, how that affects their brains and their behavior. And so he spends a decent amount of time going into a lot of depth with this and explaining how um, they battle for dominance and how, you know, the ones who have those dominance have like the prime selection of females and home and all these things and just simple hierarchy. Um, But then he goes and he, he marries all this in with with how it affects in humans, because while these creatures are very simple, uh, so we see these effects at a much higher and drastic like influence or, or rate than you would in a human being, they still, the same effects are still happening. So by stand up straight with your shoulders back, it's, um, it's a position to take on the world. So if you think about anyone who's depressed or anything or, or sad, uh, you can you can pretty much tell by their, their body posture. Like if, if you're sad or depressed, you're pretty much always hunched over, you're closed off. Um, and this um, kind of triggers that fight or flight um, in, in your mind. And that's the state that you're always in. And you're not thinking through things rationally. You're, you're behaving on a very emotional um, and fear-based decision process where it's like, okay, is this going to harm me? Yes or no. And that's how you, that's how you do everything. And so by saying stand up straight with your shoulders back, it's really, um, it's an invitation to take on the world headfirst, um, to hold yourself and carry yourself as if you're ready to, to take on anything, to, to bear the weight of responsibility, uh, to bear the weight of the world and the responsibility that comes therein. And to your point earlier about, you know, dressing in suits and how that affected you, um, it's the same thing with this. You know, when you stand up straight and your chest is open and you have, you allow for more oxygen to come into your lungs, uh, which is going to be more oxygen to your blood flow, but also it affects the, I believe it's cortisol levels. No, um, not cortisol. Um, the serotonin levels, I believe, in your brain. And so you become you become to act more confident. You become to believe in yourself a little more um, or have that feeling of, of confidence because you're you're facilitating those chemicals to, to interact. And, and that's those results that they produce. Um, one of the things that's very interesting about what you said about dressing nice is I also discovered that at a very young age. I was in, I was in boarding school. I was like 15 years old. And I found that, and this is why I always dress. I started to dress nice almost all the time is because I found that uh, when I was wearing nicer clothes that I liked, I was much less likely to get into little fights or scraps or do delinquent <laughs> things. Um, because like, no, this is a legit thought process was I like this shirt. Like it's a button down shirt with a tie or whatever it was. It's like, I like this shirt. And even though this individual is really pissing me off, I'm not going to go there because I don't want to get this shirt dirty or mess it up. And it kind of kept me in check because I think I would have probably gotten to a little more less scraps or fights, whatever you want to call them. Um, But no, it's just, it's the same thing. You know, when you, when you, when you look good, you feel good um, in many instances because it it spikes that confidence. And so this all ties into the stand up straight with your shoulders back because uh, that is the position to take on the world. I mean, you can think of David, the statue of David, um, that was sculpted in the Renaissance and he's standing up straight, like his shoulders are back, open chest. And that was like the epitome of what it was to be a man. I'm sure it's the Renaissance. So everything was a little um, more 
feminine, um, like softer features and stuff, but still is still, even all that being said, stood up straight with his shoulders back, ready to take on the world, accept responsibility and the burden of life. And, you know, one, one thing I want to maybe share on this, this bit is I've a little bit of a story was that I had developed this habit of wearing nice clothes and wearing nice suits. And it can, it led to me getting some opportunities that I would not have had. Right. Even if I had, you know, I I started going to networking events and I would wear my nicest suit to the really nice places. Like when it was, uh, um, the opening of a, a ribbon cutting at a golf course or something. Right. And these doing this kind of set me way above the, my peers because of the bar is so low, right? I think we've talked about this in the past is like with anybody, any zoomer, any Gen Z kids, the bar is extremely low. And I remember specifically one networking event I went to, I had wore my, my favorite Italian suit and I went there and I was, I met somebody who became one of my mentors, somebody who actually is a very good friend of mine now. And he told me like a couple months after we had met that he like, listen, the reason that I wanted to help you and to, to really give you these introductions. Cause he made many in- introductions for me and connections throughout that town. And he said it was because of the way you carried yourself. Now, obviously part of that is the practice that I had put into it, but part of it was also this wearing nicer clothes, something that felt good. And it doesn't even like, I understand some people can't necessarily afford to get a suit or can't afford to do these things, but there's still ways that you can, put yourself together, look well-kept and clean. And, and then you can present yourself better. You're going to, you're going to feel better and you're going to present yourself with authority. You speak up, you have, again, stand up with straight shoulders back, and then you can just really project who you are instead of being very timid. And even, I guess it's important to remember, don't, don't be arrogant, right? You need to be confident, but humble but don't be arrogant because that obviously comes off wrong. But that confidence, even if you don't know where you're going in life, just having that confidence that I will figure it out. I'm going to do this. I can, I can succeed. I think that's, that's really important. Um, one thing, one thing I think is worth um, chatting about too, is if you're trying to develop this habit, I, th- I think he mentioned it in the book is to uh, a, a, a way to, to develop the habit is every time you go through a doorway to remember like so that way you just you connect going through a doorway with standing up straight and, and fixing your posture because i know a lot of people will say this is a struggle for them it's really hard to break a habit and yes we get it habits are hard to create and to break so do that by creating that and doing that at least once a day at the beginning of the day intentionally and then before you know it you'll do it automatically yeah and on top of that if if this is something you really struggle with i mean it's completely understandable. Uh, for most of us, we, we work at a desk, we are typing on computers all day. And so it was really easy to get that, that you know, hunched over posture just from sitting there typing away. And so it's, it's completely understandable. Um, and they make plenty of gadgets to help with this. Um, for me, I, I never used any of them, but the, the thing that really got me to, I wouldn't say I ever had bad posture, but what really solidified it for me was, or good posture was when I was working out. Uh, because you can't work out from a, a p- position of like bad posture. Um, generally, that's a compromised position and your muscles and your body isn't functioning properly. And so you'll end up, you're more likely to hurt yourself, especially doing any sort of real lifts. Um, so, you know, that's an, that's another way to, that could help you fix that. that is like, you know, if, if you work out, 
you know, make sure you do some workouts that are going to stretch your, your back, make sure you use your back, make sure, you, you know, when you, maybe you're deadlifting, you lock your shoulders down and back like you're supposed to, and you pull that weight up because that's going to help solidify that position into your, your muscle memory too. Yeah. This is something that you I mean is so important to do from a young age. I, I think I, I didn't pay attention much in school growing up, but there was, um, I remember one thing specifically talking about if, if you hunch over and I don't know if this is just something that they said to scare us or not, but like if you're hunched over, it'll start to curve your spine and then it's going to become irreversible at some point. So like, don't make that a habit. If it is like you can reverse it, you got to work hard at it, but, but don't let it become a habit. Um, I think, I think an exercise for people to consider is try to think about times when you felt, felt confident and think about times when you felt like just down in the dumps, right? You, you maybe had a really bad day at work or you got rejected by a girl or something. <laughs> just think about those times that things didn't go so well. How did you feel? Like, remember what you looked like, how you felt, what you did. And then think about the times you were positive, right? And remember that there's some bit of correlation that you can do with if you're in a bad mood, if something went really bad at work to change it, right? Stand up, do a couple of pushups, do something, get your blood flowing, you know, take some deep breaths, get some more oxygen in you, you know, do some stretches. It's basic things that can help. They're not going to fix everything. And you can't, you can't try to ignore, you know, the issues that you're facing and the things you're having to deal with. But there's some, certain things that you can do to help with it. Um, yeah, and I, just and help with it, but also to just improve a little bit, even if it's just a fraction of a percentage every single day. And, and that could be one of them. That could be, it's a great place to start, especially if you have issues like that, or you, you struggle with um, anxiety or depression and all those things. I mean, maybe, you know, getting out in the sun um, could help some too, but also, you know, fixing your posture, taking some deep breaths, getting the proper amount of oxygen and fuel to your lungs and your heart. And then just, you know, reflect upon the times that you were, like you said, reflect upon times that you were doing your best because, um, you can emulate that. And also, uh, what you focus on, you get. So like, if you start focusing on those things, you'll start seeing more opportunities for them. So yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like there, there's definitely something in here we could do a, uh, an episode at some point on neurolinguistic programming. We should probably do that in the future. But I feel, I feel like that's pretty much everything to, to really cover on this topic. Um, again, it, it's really worth reading the book. He talks about the hierarchy, again, of, of humanity, kind of why certain people rise to the top and why certain people don't. And I think that his goal, I, I don't know if he necessarily says it directly, but I, I think his goal in that chapter is to really show to you that there is a large part of your life that you're in control of. You're not obviously in control of everything, but there's a large part of your life that you have control over. So take ownership of that part that is that you can control and go from there. Uh, any, any closing remarks that you want to make, Michael? No, nothing. I think that's just it. You know, stand up straight with your shoulders back and take on the world. Yeah, for sure. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, we appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Please share this video with somebody who you think might uh, might benefit from it. Like and subscribe, all that cool stuff. And we'll see you next time.